Don't worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to be to look with us to begin with in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 4, beginning at verse 1. Hear, my children, the instruction of a father, and give attention to no understanding. For I give you good doctrine. Do not forsake my law. When I was my father's son, tender and the only one in the sight of my mother, he also taught me and said to me, Let your heart retain my words, keep my commands, and live. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will preserve you. Love her, and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her, and she will promote you. She will bring you honor when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. Hear, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hindered, and when you run, you will not stumble. Take from hold of instruction. Do not let go. Keep her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked And do not walk in the way of evil. Avoid it. Do not travel on it. Turn turn away from it and pass on. For they do not sleep unless they have done evil. And their sleep is taken away unless they make someone fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They... They do not know what makes them stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put perverse lips far from you. Let your eyes look straight ahead and your eyelids look right before you. Ponder your ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. Do not turn to the right or the left. Remove your foot from evil. Then looking in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 1, verses 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Then verses 10 to 20 of Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, 
having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fire darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints and for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Verses 1 through 4, then verses 10 to 20, Ephesians chapter 6. Thank you, Father, once again for the privilege, the blessing, and the honor it is for us to be a part of your wonderful and blessed family, the church, the body of Christ. Thank you also for the privilege of being able to be well-equipped warriors, equipped by your word and your spirit, to be warriors who know how to go out on the battlefield of life and walk in victory every day of our lives, empower us to be faithful warriors who are doing just that every single day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. And as always, we do appreciate you being a part of our listening family. As we often do, we share with you. Please email us if you'd like to get copies of articles that we share. And I'm going to share an article to begin with of the broadcast today. This article is entitled, The Child Warrior. Keep in mind my email if you want to get a copy. is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, this article, if you want to get a copy, is entitled, The Child Warrior. Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Again, Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 to 9. Then Ephesians 6, 10 to 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication, to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Again, Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 20. Spiritual warfare is a reality of life. 
Life is not a playground. Life is not a beach. Life is a battlefield. So it's critical that we understand that life is not a game. It's not a game in which those who oppose you think themselves to be bound by a certain set of rules. The devil is our enemy, plain and simple. He hates all people, especially people of faith. This is the truth for every man and woman on earth. But know that this is not a reason for any believer to despair. Be mindful that Christ told us, but take heart, I have overcome the world, John 16, 33. Spiritual warfare is a reality for children and youth as much as it is for adults. It doesn't change for children and youth just because they're young. The devil isn't trying to give children a break. He doesn't care about children. He hates children as much as he hates adult human beings. A picture of how the devil feels about children can be seen in abortion. He hates them and wants to destroy them. We as followers of Christ would be wise to do our part to very effectively equip our children for the battlefields of life. We would be wise to seek to equip them as young warriors that every day have to step out on the same battlefield that we as adults have to step onto. How tragic it is to see in the news children as tragic casualties in the spiritual warfare of life. Some of the news stories include stories that talk of teens murdering other teens, youth and children committing suicide, very young children hooked on drugs and selling them, children bullying other children, and the list could go on and on. We're wise to seek to help them to become Christian warriors, spiritual warriors, because this helps them to be in the most advantageous advantageous position they can be in life. And let me repeat that again. Again, helping them to become spiritual warriors is important because this helps them to be in the most advantageous position they can be in in all of life. That position is in knowing Jesus Christ as his or her personal Savior and living life boldly following the Lord Jesus. That's a Christian warrior. So now let me allow me to define a Christian warrior for you. The following are some traits of a strong Christian warrior. Number one, he or she is a person who's accepted Jesus Christ as his or her personal Lord and Savior. Number two, this person is growing spiritually as he or she becomes a diligent student of the Word of God, probably reading and meditating on at least three chapters in the Word of God every day. Number three, this believer is a person of prayer who makes time to spend significant time praying with God and praying to God every day. Number four, this follower of Christ is seeking to live out the Word of God in his or her daily life and lifestyle. Number five, this believer is faithfully seeking to be a witness for Christ, learning to faithfully share the gospel of Jesus Christ wherever he or she may go, maybe giving out gospel tracts, but being ready to share their testimony wherever, however the, and wherever the Spirit leads. And then six, this believer is also faithfully involved in making disciples encouraging believers to grow and grow strong in their walk with Christ. One might ask, are these characteristics of a warrior that should be taught to children and youth as well as adults? Absolutely yes. Why is that true? Again, because these are children. They too have to step out on the same battlefield that we as adults have to walk onto every day. It's critical that we as parents and adults not send our children onto the battlefields of life with, quote, sticks and stones. At the same time, we see, we see the enemy with guns and missiles and grenades, etc. Parents know this, that the Word of God is an atomic bomb. 
how critical it is that we equip our children with their main weapon in life, God's precious word. Ephesians 6 paints a powerful picture of how the kingdom warrior ought to be equipped, how important it is that we help equip our children with the ongoing work of filling their hearts and minds with the powerful word of God. Parents, how important it is that we equip our children to be warriors as we have them to read the Word of God out loud to us daily. That's an important part of helping to equip them. We faithfully prepare them for the battlefield as we teach and train them to memorize the Word of God and to pray the Word of God every day. We're molding and shaping our children to be followers of Christ as we teach them how to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to encourage other believers in their daily Bible reading and in prayer. We gracious, we are graciously equipping our, our young saints as we teach them to give generously to the work of the kingdom of God. We're very strategically preparing them for battle as we model before them a life of boldly living for Christ out in our everyday lives. When we believers fail to disciple and equip our children to be kingdom warriors, we leave them to be like civilians in the middle of battle with no weapons to adequately defend themselves or fight against the enemy. And too often, civilians simply become some of the first casualties of any war. So should we be training our children to become kingdom warriors as Ephesians 6 teaches us? Absolutely yes. Again, the title of that article is The Child Warrior. And if you'd like to get a copy, simply email me. My email again is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We're glad to share them. That's a part of our goal to give you resources and to help equip you to be warriors on the battlefield who know how to go out and defeat the enemy on a daily basis. Well, we're coming up on a break, and on the other side, we're Looking forward to introducing our guest, Sister Patty Hummel, and her granddaughter, Eden Hummel, as well, a young uh, Christian warrior herself, and also the author of a very special book. We'll be right back.
the music of Elevation Worship with O Sing. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. It's our honor and privilege to have with us once again Sister Patty Hummel and her granddaughter Eden Hummel, who is a young author. Sister Patty and Eden, how are you all today? We're very good. Doing well, thank you. Great to have each of you. And uh, Sister Patty, I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment. I want to let you introduce Eden to our listeners, and then I'm going to get a chance to ask her a few questions, and we'll hear further from her. But would you introduce Eden to our listeners once again? Absolutely. Eden is 11 years old now, and uh, she, when COVID was active, she got COVID. And she called me one day and was telling me how sad she was that she couldn't play with her family, her sister and her brother. And she uh, was just so sad. And I reminded her of a verse in the Bible that, you know, we're promised that we're going to go through trials and tribulations. And I said, you know, one of the things that I've learned is how important it is to recognize that what we walk through is not just for us, but for others as well. And I suggested that she write her thoughts down, which she did, and we ended up with a book. And as a literary agent and a writer myself, I contacted some publishers. Everybody fell in love with the book. Mm-hmm. But we had a publisher pick it up, wanted to get it published right away, and he did that. So Eden is one of the youngest Christian authors I, that I know of, mm-hmm. and uh, her book is called The Kid Who Had COVID, and it's just been a re, uh, an amazing book because it talks about the hope that we have in Christ Jesus when we're going through trials and tribulations mm. and how God will use those trials and tribulations to bring glory to himself. And I'm especially honored to be able to introduce Eden because not only is she a, a young author, but she's my granddaughter. And I'm just so oh. happy to introduce her to you. So Eden, would you speak to people, please? Oh, um, yes. Eden, it's great to have you with us today. Uh, tell me again now, how old did you say you are, Eden? I'm 11. You're 11 years old. All righty. Well, again, thank you for being with us. Now, again, you were with us uh, a little, I think a little over a year, maybe a year and a half or so ago, uh, at the time when uh, COVID was much more of an issue in the news and in our, at, uh, in our culture as well. But tell me this, Eden, since COVID the COVID virus isn't as much of a topic in the news cycles as it was uh, a year, year and a half ago. How do you think your book now, of course, the title of your book is The Kid Who Had COVID. Is that correct? Yes, sir. All righty. How do you feel like now your book, The Kid Who Had COVID, can still minister to children even today? My book can still show kids that God is there to help you through tough times. Mm, that's good. That's good. You know, because the reality is, of course, COVID was a difficult time for pretty much everybody, but there are many other challenges in life as well. So that's good, you know, to praise God for the fact that your book is a tool to help encourage them in their walk with the Lord. Uh, can you tell me what verses in the Bible have encouraged you to live your life following the Lord Jesus? I have a lot of verses that have helped me. Okay. Uh, the first one is, Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And it is Psalms 107.1. It shows God will always love me no matter what. Uh, another verse is, This God, 
His way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. Psalms 1830. And it shows that God will look after us. The third verse is, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, which is Romans 15, 13. And it shows the good feeling of the Lord will prevail as you trust in him. Uh, My fourth favorite that encourages me is, I have told you this so that your joy may be complete. And it's John fifteen eleven, and it shows that joy is something that gives us encouragement, but it also helps us encourage. Another verse that I like is, I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. This is Psalm sixteen eight, and it shows that God will help if we do our part. My sixth favorite is do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This is Romans fourteen eleven, and it shows not to let the devil take control, but instead to let God. And my last favorite, better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. This is Proverbs sixteen eight. And it shows that even if you don't have much, it's better than getting it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Excellent, Eden. Thank you for sharing each of those verses. And, uh, you know, the fact is uh, we can't get too much of God's precious and powerful word. And so thank you for sharing those. Do you think it's important for young people to read the Bible every day? I do because it can connect people with him way more than just going to church. Amen. Well said. Thank you, Eden. Now, Eden, I understand that you were baptized since the last time we had you on the broadcast. What would you say in your own words, what does baptism mean to you? Well, a baptism is a public symbol of someone being washed of their sins. And for me, it's like starting a new chapter in my life, getting Mm -hmm. a clean, fresh start. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a powerful encouragement for any and others to, once they receive Christ, to make that step to get baptized. And it is important for us to be baptized because the Lord directed us to do just that. So thank you for sharing that. Now, um, if I understood correctly then, Mayor Mary Easter Reed, who is the mayor of Smyrna, Tennessee, invited you to a council meeting and she presented you with a special proclamation and the key to the city. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Uh, how long ago was it that that happened? I was in third grade then, so about maybe a year and a half ago. Okay, then. Well, it's my privilege, and I, I have a celebrity on the line in Eden. So thank you again for taking the time. I know you probably keep a busy schedule, but thanks for being with us today. We really do appreciate that. Would you say, uh, just in your walk as a believer, is there a, any particular chapter in God's Word, in the Old Testament specifically, that you can read to our audience that may help you, on uh, 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 a chapter you think that would encourage people in their walk with the Lord? Any chapter that comes to mind? 
Well, I would like to go to the book of Esther because okay. she was given an opportunity to help others, just like I'm doing through my book. And chapter four shows this opportunity, how Esther got to save the Jews. Okay, go okay. right ahead. Mordecai persuades Esther to help. When Mordecai learned of all that had been done, he tore his clothes, put on sackcloth and ashes, and went out into the city, wailing loudly and bitterly. But he went only as far as the king's gate, because no one clothed in sackcloth was allowed to enter it. In the providence to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. When Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate. Mordecai told him that had everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show to Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence to beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hathak went back and reported to Esther what Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to stay, say to Mordecai, all the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned, the king has but one law, that they be put to death unless the king extends the gold scepter to them and spares their lives. But 30 days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back his answer. Do not think that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai. Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. This is the end of chapter four. All right. Thank you, Eden. Uh, you're an excellent reader. And that, that's a very powerful chapter with so much insight and so many different sides to truths that we can learn and grow from. So thank you for sharing that. Uh, Eden, I'm going to ask, would you take time now to pray for any youth that may be listening, pray for them to come to know Christ and pray for them to grow up, to become students of the word and people of prayers. So would, would you pray for them, youth as well as adults as well? Yes, sir. Dear Heavenly Father, 
Today, we pray for all of those who are listening to this broadcast who are not and who also aren't as connected with you as people would hope. And we pray that if they are listening to this broadcast, it would reach out and touch their hearts. And if they're not, you would give them a sign that you are great and you are alive. You are one mighty God who we should be following throughout our lives. And no matter what they're going through, that they should always be listening and following to you, Lord. And that reading the Bible is the next step after going to church. And if they're not going to church, at least they'll be able to have your word for them so that they would be able to get that stronger and closer bond with you and hopefully even be baptized one day to symbolize that. And we pray for all of these young children, teenagers, adults of all ages, that this would come through to them some point before their death so they can spend eternity with you. We pray all these things in your holy, holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Eden. Thank you very, very much. Father, thank you for thank you for Eden. Thank you, Lord, for every young person, every youth that's listening today, as well as every adult as well as well. Father, flood them with your spirit, mercy, and grace. Do a perfect work in the heart of every listener. I pray that any listening today that don't know you as Lord and Savior would come to fully commit their hearts and their lives fully to you. And I pray that every single listener would become uh a very, very diligent student of your word, a believe that's reading and meditating on your word every day and thus receiving the benefit, the blessing, and the grace that floods into their lives as they really take time in your word daily. And Lord, anoint us all afresh with the spirit of prayer. More and more empower us to be the praying church that you've called us to be and help us to recognize that so many good things happen in the lives of, in and through the lives of believers who give themselves to prayer. Thank you for the opportunity for us to come to you in prayer each and every day. And thank you, Lord, for the fact that every day of our lives, you always, always, always have a listening ear for the prayers of your children. We thank you and praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guests today are Patty Hummel and her granddaughter, Eden Hummel. And uh, we're coming up on a break in a few moments. On the other side of the break, we're going to hear from Eden as she reads... Uh, briefly reads through her book entitled The Kid Who Had COVID. So again, we'll hear from her on the other side of the break. And she's also going to tell us how you can get a copy of the book as well. And once again, my email, if you wanted to get copies of the article we shared earlier, The Child Warrior, simply email us joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'll be right back. Your heart would break 
Rich Mullins with Sometimes by Step. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guests today are Patty Hummel and her granddaughter Eden Hummel. And Eden is the author of the book, The Kid Who Had COVID. And Eden, uh, I'm going to let you jump right in now. And you're going to read through the book briefly for us. Again, the title of the book, The Kid Who Had COVID. Go right ahead. Thank you. Mommy, I don't feel well. I thought I had a little cold. Mommy checked me and I felt hot. I had a stuffy, runny nose and a sore throat. My dad had caught COVID-19 a couple of weeks before, and my family was in quarantine. I told my mommy I wasn't feeling well, and she said maybe it's just a cold. So I went to bed. But mommy wondered. The next day when I got up, I had virtual school. That's when I went on a computer and saw my teacher and did my classwork online. It was a Friday, and I felt even worse. That day, I went through a whole box of tissues. My nose wouldn't stop running. I had a horrible headache. My mom tried to use a thermometer, but it was one of those new digital touchless ones, and she wasn't sure if it worked correctly. We went in the car and drove to the doctor's so I could get tested for COVID-19. When we got to the doctor's office, I felt so tired. My mommy and I went back to the examine room. The nurse was very nice, and so was the doctor. The doctor put a long stem cotton swap in my nose and wiggled it around. It tickled a little. The doctor said he would call us when they got the results. I also had to wear a mask to help prevent me from spreading or getting the virus. Saturday morning, when I woke up and started playing with my dolls in my bedroom, my mommy and my dad came in and sat down. I asked them what was going on. They said they got the test results back, and I had COVID-19. I never thought it would happen to us again. First my dad, then me. I was shocked. That day, my dad set up a television in my room so I could watch movies. I had to stay in my room, away from my brother and my two younger sisters, so hopefully they wouldn't catch the virus, too. My mommy even let me eat French toast in my bedroom, my favorite. But the food tasted weird when I was sick. I liked playing with my dolls and watching television while I had to be in my room, but it was lonely. Not playing with my little sisters, Karis and Quinn, or my older brother, Finley, was really boring. And I was kind of sad. I prayed to Jesus every day to heal me. My grandmother prayed with me over the phone. She told everyone she knew to pray for me. My other grandparents in Florida prayed for me, too. I felt safe because people prayed for me. I had COVID-19 all the next week. My mommy kept cleaning and disinfecting everything in the house. 
It was a lot of work. Thankfully, I eventually felt better, and no one else in my family caught it. When I first learned I had COVID-19, I felt lonely and trapped. But knowing how everyone prayed for me so much, just for me, made me realize I will never be alone in this world, and neither will you. And now I'll read the Bible verses at the back. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10 Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4.6 And that's my book. All right, Eden. Excellent, excellent, beautiful book with a beautiful message as well. So thank you for sharing it with us. Uh, Eden, can you tell us what message can you say to kids, or are you saying to, to kids and adults as they listen to you read the book? What what is the, What would you say are the key message or messages about going through trials in life through your book? Well, no matter what you've already gone through, are going through, or will go through. God will be there every step of the way. And praying to Him about worries can help more than you know, just like what happened to me in my book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you know, I want to say once again, thank you, Eden, for being a wise young lady that loves Jesus and is following Jesus, and the message you share through the book as well as the message you share through your Life and the witness of your life is a powerful one. And the fact is, as a young person, you you can do a lot to influence and encourage other young people to come to know Christ and to grow strong in their walk as well. So thank you again for taking the time to read, uh, I mean, to, to both write the book and to share the book with us today as well. And uh, I'm going to ask Sister Pat, if you'll tell our listeners again, if they want to get a copy of the book, tell them how they can do that. And then we want to talk about a book signing that's coming up as well. Thank you. Uh, People can get the book on Amazon or they can walk in or call any bookstore and they can order it for them and have it delivered to them. But it's available all over uh, at any bookstore. And uh, and then Saturday, the 15th of July, which is this coming Saturday, Eden and I have been invited to sign her book, sign some of my books at a local bookshop. It's called the spine, like your back spine or the spine of a book, S-P-I-N-E. And it's in the Trellis and Vine Building at 27 South South Lowry, L-O-W-R-I, in Smyrna. And uh, it's, it's not unusual to have book signings for adults. It is really rare to have a child at a book signing who wrote and illustrated their own book. So this is an opportunity to meet Eden and to have her sign a book for them. And they will be, the prices will be reduced on Saturday for that book signing. And it starts from 2 and goes until 4 p.m. All right. In Smyrna, Tennessee. Share share the uh, exact address and location one more time, please. It is 27 South Lowry, L-O-W-R-Y Street. 
in Smyrna, S-M-Y-R-N-A, Tennessee. And it's from 2 until 4. And they can get a, a personally autographed copy of the book, uh, autographed by yeah. Eden herself. Right. She's going to be there signing her very own book. So this is really exciting for her. All right. Well, Eden, praise the Lord and congratulations. And I hope you get to sell a lot of books and autograph a lot of books as well. And hope you all have a great time on Saturday as well. Um, Sister Patty, I want to ask if uh, any, uh, in just a moment, I want to ask you to pray for parents in the very important work of diligently discipling their children. But before uh, you, you do that, anything on your mind or your heart, as you listen to your granddaughter sharing her book and sharing just some of the wisdom the great wisdom the Lord has actually given her as a, a precious 11-year-old young lady. What thoughts come to your mind that you'd like to share with us today? Well, one, one of the things is that her parents and I have encouraged her to recognize this as an opportunity that God allowed her to write this book and to share it with countless numbers of other people. But they, we've also encouraged her to not be proud or haughty because that takes away from what God is doing through this book. Eden is also, as the Lord has laid on her heart, another book to write. And uh, hopefully that will be coming out in the next year or so. So we're excited about that. And it's about bullying because that's, even as you prayed earlier, Pastor Parker, that is one of the biggest problems that kids face in school today is this bullying attitude that they can just mistreat other people. And Eden is very sensitive to that. She's willing to take strong stands. So we're praying that this book will take off and be an amazing opportunity again for her to share how important it is to know Christ and to know his word and to apply that to every situation, including going to school and having somebody bully you and take advantage of you. Mm, all right. Well, we'll look forward to her writing that book. And uh Eden, don't don't forget about us when you become world famous after you've written the book because we want to see if we can get you back on and talk about the next book too. So keep us in mind, please. Uh, Sister Patty, I want to ask, would you pray for parents in the great and yes. very important work of discipling their children? Yes. yes. Father, thank you again <clears throat> for the freedom we have to come to you in prayer, to seek you, Lord, to be to us what what you say in your word that you will be to us. Help us to love your word so much that we as parents and grandparents want to share it with our grandchildren and our children. I pray right now, Father, for any parent or grandparent that is listening, that they will recognize the absolute importance of sharing the word of God with their grandchildren and their children. Father, I know that so many parents are interested in getting their kids out there to be involved in all sorts of things, and they leave their Bible, their attitude, their relationship with Christ at home. And this is an opportunity, Father, now for us to ask in your name that you would allow parents and grandparents to hear the truth that Eden has just spoken about, that Christ is available to us, Lord. You long to hear from your children. And I pray, Father, that we would cry out to you, that we would praise you, that we would honor you in our lifestyle, and that we would be students of the Word of God. I pray that as a grandparent myself, as a parent, how important it is for me to let my kids know that Jesus Christ is the most important person in their lives, the Word, which is a manual for our lives, 
is so valuable and so important, and it should be something that we encourage our children and our grandchildren to read every single day. Thank you again for this wonderful opportunity to share truth in a very simple way. As Eden wrote this book some time ago, and it's still doing well, I believe, because of her testimony. And I pray that you would bless this ministry. I pray that you would bless Eden and her family. And bless those that come to this signing on Saturday, Lord, because we see this as an opportunity to share your truth. And we just thank you for that. Thank you for Pastor Parker and his team. And we just pray in the name of Jesus that parents and grandparents will hear this broadcast and have a strong desire, Lord, to spend time with their children and their grandchildren in the Word of God. Thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Sister Patty, and thank you, uh, Eden, as well. And as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never invited Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, today is a great day to be saved. Today is a great day to fully commit your heart and life to the Lord. It's the most important decision in all of life. If you'd like to make that decision, would you, from your heart, simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess, I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent. And I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls in the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Help me to read your word daily, to pray daily, to live for you daily. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to hear from you. My email, once again, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Please contact us. We'd like to share with you some literature and some information that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. Again, joseph at afr.net. Sister Patty and Eden, thank you all so much again for being with us today, all right? I hope, certainly hope that uh, you all, everything goes very, very well at the signing this coming Saturday. Please pray much for Eden and her grandmom and family as they go to the signing this Saturday. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.